Hi there and welcome along to the Work Life Show. My name is Catherine Wilson and I'm here with Staff Treats. And we have a lovely person with us today, the CEO and founder of Blue Zoom. It's Joe Lewis. Welcome to the show, Thank Joe. Thank you very much for the introduction there, Catherine. I appreciate that. It's an absolute pleasure to have you on the show today. Pleasure, it really is. Yeah. Um, you have founded an incredible company, Blue Zoom. Tell me a little bit about yourself and your company, Joe. Sure. Um, 24. Um, fell into the entrepreneurial mindset quite early on, works out pretty quickly that um, I wasn't in the mindset to be an employee. Have a lot of respect for that route, um, but uh, a lot more linear pathway to success, but I thought there's great opportunities out there and there's no better time to start a business than now. Um, so Blue Zoom, we are filling the void for micro-mobility solutions for businesses and properties. Um, you've probably seen the red jump bikes, the green, um, bikes on the street. If you've been in parts of Europe and the US, you've seen the scooters, they're just dropped in the city centres, whereas um, the, that business model isn't very profitable um, because these bikes or scooters get vandalised, thrown about, trashed. We help businesses um, provide mobility solutions to their employees or, or guests, um, uh, whereby we put these vehicles in private properties. It might be a hotel, it might be a university campus, and from there um, they have on-demand transport from which um, they can travel to and from lectures or to and from the office or home meetings, whatever it may be. Um, it's very flexible, uh, uh, it's very fast um, and convenient. And what inspired you to develop this as a business then? Sure. Um, well, we didn't. We worked out pretty quickly that we didn't have the three, four hundred million VC money from Silicon Valley. So, as we've said, adopted the business model a little bit. Um, and what we did is, is provide this turnkey solution. So um, we apply a very slim margin on top of all these different services that we provide. Um, the vehicles, the custom branding, might be a hotel's logos on the vehicles, uh, docking stations, rental software, maintenance, insurance, um, and account management, all bundled into a monthly subscription. We make it as easy as possible to seamlessly integrate these uh, solutions. And why do you think these e-bikes and lovely scooters like mm. you can see behind me yeah. are so important to develop within corporate companies or even a, a small to medium business absolutely so the csr element is becoming so so important nowadays um companies are really freeing up a lot of capital to invest in not just environmental causes uh, mm. but also um well-being initiatives for their staff um and I think a lot of companies, at least previously, never really taken, took into account the, the way in which employees get to and from work. Um, I've, we've done a lot of analysis and reports on uh, employee well-being outside of the office. And I think um, the ways in which people commute, <coughs> whether it be cramming into a tube like a sardine or a bus, um, it can have a, quite a demoralizing effect on people's well-being. So we approach companies and we say to them, um, particularly the wellbeing departments and specialists, and we say, um, well, here's an opportunity to not only reduce your employees' carbon emissions on the way to work, but also um, help boost happiness or morale, which ultimately leads to an enhancement of productivity. Um, I think the UK economy faces a loss of £1,500 per person in lost productivity due, due to car traffic. So if you're commuting by car, mm -hmm. produce 7.5 kilos of CO2 a day for mm -hmm. the two trips, typically, and you, in total, lose um, or cost the economy about £1,500. That's wow. due to being late or just stress, a um, number of factors. 
So and also, if you're being good to the environment, it's good for your soul. 100%, so that's that, that, that's also yeah, yeah. that's also another thing in yeah. there. Um, so more about you, Joe. Okay. What? How do you like to? What do you like to do in your free time then? How do you balance that work-life balance? Sure. Um, I like to think I'm pretty passionate about a couple of things. Mm. Um, I read constantly um, and just absorb content, audio, podcasts, uh, videos. Um, but um, other, th- other than that, watch a little bit of sport from here and there. Um, but, but to be honest, uh, I'm just obsessed about um, business. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, reading. Um, various kind of growth stories. And now I'm starting a podcast of my own and um, bringing on founders and athletes and they've turned into business people and just learning about their stories. So, it's, yeah. What, how do you then, with your, with your colleagues and mm. your staff that you have within the company, how do you inspire them to mm. switch off? Switch off? Switch off. Yeah, that's a very good question. Um, I think, firstly, finding... Uh, I was thinking about this a little bit earlier. I think a lot of people think about how, you, how to inject fun or energy into organization, organizational culture. Um, but rather, I think it's important to consider who you're employing to start with. So in that initial recruitment phase, really finding the right people that can come to work, come to work, be hyper-productive uh, and efficient with what they do, and they can contribute um, really innovative ideas. Uh, but at the same time, we would like to encourage employees to be able to switch off over the weekend. So um, I think I've learned from past uh, career experiences that um, not <laughs> bombarding your colleagues with uh, messages over the weekend, demanding things which could otherwise be solved on the, the following Monday. That's one thing I've learned um, and I've taken on board for, for, for Blue. Um, and just providing that necessary infrastructure to, to help your staff. Um, in the workplace itself, it may be uh, a really attractive commission structure, equity stake that really gets the people excited. Um, but then when it comes to switching off, um, at least we can encourage people to do um, activities outside of work. Um, I've actually joined a five-a-side team with one of my uh, business development um, staff members, and we, we play weekly, which is really, really nice. It's like a bonding exercise completely out of, out of the workplace. Um, yeah. A lot of companies think that's very successful, mm, so mm. that would be something that yeah. obviously here at Staff Treats we encourage people to do activities, competitiveness beyond the workplace. So obviously there's always within a business the competitiveness to do better and be better within yourself and within your team. Um, 100%. So obviously within London where we are today, um, Mm. scooters are becoming more popular as are the Mm -hmm. e-bikes. I know you mentioned earlier that there are quite a few places in Europe you'd like to get the scooters and e-bikes to. Where are you focusing on at the moment and how are you planning to get into those places? So I think looking back to the start of the market, 2017, late 2017, um, a company called Bird dropped scooters in the streets of Santa Monica and people became obsessed by them overnight. Very quickly that expanded um, across to the major cities all around the, all around the US, then into Europe, uh, as you probably tried them in, in places like Lisbon and Madrid and Barcelona, the scooters are everywhere. Um, but that doesn't mean that the, the niche pockets of demand for micro-mobility have been, have been solved. So as a company like ours, which is hyper-flexible, we aim to fill those pockets of demand with turnkey solutions. So there's a lot of cities below 100, 150,000 residents, but then it's about 10 times that in tourists annually, a lot of places in, in places like Portugal and Spain, um, where we have already been speaking to the decision makers uh, from which they would look to, to install 100, 300, 
vehicles that we would deploy the street and fully manage. Um, so unlike the, the likes of Madrid and, and uh, Berlin, where they're just quite literally thousands of them, and it's a mess usually because not only are pedestrians tripping over them, but um, but um, nobody really knows which app to download. We would look to go into these individual cities, the smaller towns uh, and localities, and we would fully manage it. We'd likely be the only company uh, operating in that space. So the residents, the tourists, uh, we hope will, will love Blue Zoo and, and focus on, on using our vehicles. So a lot of places in Europe, they're already legal. And yep. we've heard in recent news that they're becoming legal yeah, in yeah. London. Yeah. And what are your predictions for that? How do you feel like that as a company and as a brand? And how do you feel like that for, for a Londoner? Um, yeah, it's, it's immensely exciting. Um, I think the last couple of months I've really got my head, head down, ready for this. Um, we've been going back and forth with the various transport authorities about safety and regulation and where to put them, where to use them, things. Um, but it is immensely exciting and definitely necessary. Um, traffic emissions, sorry, traffic, congestion on the public transport and um, emissions is, is, is disastrous at the moment. I think the tube regularly breaches 100% capacity. Um, for anyone watching, um, those on the Jubilee line at 8.30 in the morning, it's, it's, you're packed in like a sardine. It's, it's not comfortable by any means. Um, so I think offering alternative modes of transport is going to be essential, um, both, both for kind of relieving the system itself, but also kind of for the personal happiness of, of commuters. On, um, and then at road level, um, traffic again has is, is reached uh, reach capacity. I think average speed at rush hour is around five and a half miles an hour. Um, Oxford Street has the worst nitrogen uh, dioxide levels uh, in the world. Um, I think it's two times the legal limit. Um, largely because of all the cars, but buses, uh, taxis that are going down daily, dropping off, I think, 200,000 people. So there's the new ultra-low emission zone, which is basically forcing out all um, non-electric vehicles and basically trying to push out the cars in general. I think Oxford Street will eventually become uh, car-free. Um, and I think that's necessary. And, and that's where we come in to really fill that, that demand. Um, there's going to become a, a, an ever-growing void for... Um, urban mobility solutions. London's only nine miles or so across um, and driving just doesn't make any sense plus it's a lot more expensive. Parking, congestion charge, eventually won't be allowed in. There has to be a solution and that's what we provide. We're helping companies help their employees get to and from work and meetings but also we're helping individual properties, um, apartment blocks. Um, we might provide a property developer a solution for their uh, residents, uh, university students. The list goes on. Mm. Uh, the need is there. So a lot of people watching and listening to this right now may feel a little bit wary of the, mm. the scooters. Um, how do you feel about safety when it comes to those? And how could you tell someone that it's safe enough to ride an e-bike or mm. a scooter in and around London? Yeah, I think, um, I think education on the roads, particularly for drivers, is really essential. Um, I think previously, because there hasn't really been any regulation of these new modern vehicles, um, particularly e-scooters, nobody really is aware of, of their presence. Um, I think probably a slightly larger factor is uh, existing infrastructure. So at the moment, cycling infrastructure is relatively good, but there are places in London where um, cycle lanes aren't um, cornered off with, with a nice curb in between the road and, and, and cyclists. There, there was a really nice example along um, South Bank area um, around Big Ben, really nice closed off. And that's ultimately what we, we want to achieve. The government's now investing over, over 20 million pounds over the next couple of years to develop that cycling lane infrastructure um, to ready for these new vehicles. E-bikes, um, I think because they're typically capped anywhere at 16 miles per hour, you can't actually go any faster than that. So it's 
only very slightly faster than traditional cycling. Um, so I think in terms of safety, obviously wear the, the adequate equipment, helmet, uh, reflectives definitely, particularly if you're cycling at night, um, and just <laughs> remaining aware. But I think over time, uh, drivers are becoming increasingly, uh, they're, they're noticing these vehicles on the roads and they're taking greater care um, of, of their presence. So let's talk sales now. If I'm a corporate company, how would you come in and say, this is how Blue Zoom is going to benefit the company and the staff's well-being? Mm-hmm. Um, how would you go about telling me about that? Sure. So when we approach companies, I think it's really tapping into their current organizational culture, um, the current status of their employees' well-being and, and ways in which we can enhance that. Um, I think as the workforce is beginning to become a lot younger, um, we need to take into account um, other ways in which to motivate them other than providing unlimited caffeine um, during the week, maybe beers on Fridays, um, and, and, and new perks and benefits or amenities um, to really attract the top talent. Imagine a grad comes out of uni, they've just got an incredible degree um, and they've worked hard for it so they want to look for the best company. They might go and find three to four offers from different companies um, and when they lay them out on the table they want to be looking at, um, they want to be looking at companies that have um, modern appeal to them, to have um, electric scooters or electric bikes already integrated into the business um, that they can grab, they can take to and from home or go to meetings on. They've got the brand there they can be proud of alongside the, on the on the vehicle itself. Um, I think that's just one element that allows um, corporate clients to really stand out from, from the crowd, definitely. Um, and on the note of um, kind of personal perspective as well of the employees, look, they want to see companies really acting on their CSR um, in areas of environmental impact. Um, some of the big companies with hundreds of employees, they're uh, subconsciously creating a lot of emissions, um, both in the office itself, but also the ways in which the employees get to and from their workplace. Um, so to be able to offer an amenity to, to help staff um, ditch the tube, ditch the bus, and just jump on a scooter, where it's come from Clapham or Fulham or something, um, it's going to be a game changer. And obviously, health and fitness is essential. And, and to have that electric boost from the uh, from a bike instead um, is really going to open up the appeal to the masses of commuters um, that might not get on a traditional bike, but they would get on an electrically assisted bike just because you have that extra boost. And also, you look hella cool doing it oh, right yeah, in the process. Should have probably touched upon that. <laughs> yeah, and and the social media engagement is going to be going to be crazy. Is is going to be essential um, for any company looking to really compete to find the best grads um, to 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 be able to create really cool videos and, and photos that can be shared online and the company can be tagged. Um, that user generated, or I should say, employee generated content um, will, will will lead to immense impacts. Um, that companies might not even be able to comprehend yet. You're having, you'll have people applying from all over, being like, wow, I saw you guys had scooters, then I looked at you guys up on the website, I see what you do, I really believe in, in what you may be doing. It might be recruitment, it might be pharmaceuticals, um, it might be uh, a company in a business park that have access to scooters. The, the, the list is really unlimited, but to, to create that initial engagement on social media is immensely impactful. So back to you now then, Joe. Personally, mm-hmm. what would you say is your secret mindset to your success? Mm. Okay, cool. Great question. Um, I think in life, um, something I ask myself every day is, is about fulfillment. I think ultimately for, for anyone uh, looking to lead a happy life is, is to seek um, fulfillment. Um, 
And that's not necessarily about how much money you can make. I mean, money's great, that's cool. But um, it's really about, um, my dad's always taught me, it's the impact you can have on other people, um, the positivity um, that you can apply to other people's lives. I have this thing that I've been doing, uh, it's called um, Strike for Kindness on Mondays, um, inspired by a guy called Ben Fogel, who's also a love, lover of the outdoors. And um, he basically on Mondays does, um, tasks for anyone else um, to, to help them in their day-to-day -day life. And it could be as menial as reaching out to them and uh, it could be a distant friend that you don't really speak to as much and just ni writing a little nice message just checking up on, on how they are. Um, all the way through to um, taking you know, your mum and dad on holiday or something like that. So that it can, and, just, and yeah, making them feel really, really special. Um, so under the same umbrella fulfillment, which ultimately helps you be successful in life, um, is the notion of being grateful for what you have already. Um, and obviously you've got the, the normal ones where health, um, friends, family, that support infrastructure around you. Uh, but I think there's other things, little menial things that people forget that you might do for someone else, little things um, that will have a positive impact on, on your personal well-being. Um, I've learned all the names of the staff members at um, TFL when you do the tappy tap device. Turnstiles. Turnstiles. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I like I wave and them high five. Uh, likewise with the receptionist in my office. Um, as soon as a new one comes in, always learn the names and like ask them a little bit about myself, even if I'm a little bit late. Um, I've never really told anyone that, but that's just something like you have that personal relationship with that person. And when you see them, or even if it's just a one-off, um, at least you have the opportunity to make them feel good about themselves, pay them a compliment, um, or just, just, just smile at least, even if you're in a bit of a bad mood, I think. Uh, and it's those priceless feelings that cost you nothing to do um, that you could be, just before you go to sleep, be thinking like, oh, well, that, that makes me feel good, and, and, and I'm grateful for, for doing that. And I think lastly, um, to be able to overcome any circumstances you might have in life, um, whatever they may be, I think it's essential in order to really enjoy um, every aspect of, of what you do. Um, giving every task that you might set upon yourself 100% um, effort, never give up, never surrender. I think that's what my dad's thought. I think it's actually a quote from Star Trek, but we'll, we'll leave it there. <laughs> it's, it's a nice thought. Um, and um, yeah, just, just be obsessed about learning and improvement. And I think over the next decade ahead, I'd love to be able to finish um, well, not finished, but start a, an investment fund. By the age of 30, maybe I can open up a fund and invest in um, young entrepreneurs like myself who are really eager and passionate about what they do and that they're filling a, um, a market opportunity. I think there are, for any entrepreneurs out there listening, um, there are so many market opportunities um, to fulfill uh, needs and demands for all sorts of uh, interesting requirements that people don't even think about. Um, ultimately, people want to improve um, speed of their life, convenience, looking for things which are more affordable. And I think in the variety of, of industries out there, there's plenty of opportunities for people to get involved with this. I completely agree. Um, thank you for that. And thank you so much for your time today, Joe. I've really enjoyed this interview. And thank you so much for watching at home. I've been Catherine Wilson. This is Staff Treats and the Work Life Show. Hopefully you'll like and subscribe and I'll see you next time.